Welcome to Rhema for Today. It's also called Spirit. See, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because He's anointed me. Then we read here, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. See, Jesus returned, we read, in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and they went a fame of Him abroad. Then he read, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because He's anointed me. So then, anointing, Spirit, and power would be synonymous terms. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I've been teaching on the subject of faith for almost 50 years. Half of a century, almost, you know. And uh, always, and, and at the beginning of school each year, I'll teach a first-year group for six or eight weeks on the subject of faith. And even though I've been, and, and I'll teach in these classes some on the subject of faith, but even though I've been teaching on the subject of faith for 50 years almost, every time I teach on it, I get fresh revelation. I'll see something I didn't see before. Amen. See, we never come to the place that we know it all. If we did, we'd know as much as God. And we're not there. Amen, Amen. isn't that right? Amen. Praise God. And so thank God for the Word, and thank God for the anointing, and thank God for the privilege to study the Word. So as I waited on God, I was just simply uh, in my spirit. I just knew that I should speak some more along this line. And that is we did, for the light would come to us even. And of course, speaking here, you would cover it from a different standpoint than you would preaching to ministers. Now, the individual anointing. Individuals are anointed to minister. There are different offices. We've talked about those, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. Jesus stood in all five of them. So he had the anointing that goes with all five of them. I thought about uh, different times in my own ministry uh, preaching in churches. and I've uh, seen people come to pastors for guidance and help and and I'd been in the ministry a good many years. Sometimes sitting in the next room, I could hear them. And I, I thought this, this pastor's just a young man. He didn't have one-tenth of the experience that I had in the ministry. And I thought to myself, how in the world is he going to answer that? And, and as I sat there and listened to him talk, the words that poured out of his mouth, you see, because he had the anointing to stand in that office. The office of the pastor is shepherd. The shepherd, shepherd, what does he shepherd? Sheep. Sheep. He shepherds sheep. Amen. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well, what, what does the shepherd, what does he minister? See, his ministry doesn't just consist of preaching on Sunday morning. That's a very small part of his ministry. He's ministering to the sheep, even on an individual basis. Jesus used the illustration, you know, of uh, the sheep, the sheepfold, the shepherd and his sheep. Uh, the shepherd's out there, you know, to, uh, to protect the sheep. He's out there to guide them. He's out there to direct them. And so this individual had come to the pastor for guidance and direction. And I thought, well, how is he going to handle that? What is he going to do? And I sat to the other side of the wall and wept. 
See, he just had an anointing that I didn't have to minister to that person because he has the anointing of the pastor or the shepherd. I don't have that anointing. That's not my call. I tell you, a lot of us, the reason we don't fit right is because we're in the wrong office or trying to fill the wrong office. We don't have the anointing to do that. And so <laughs> it's, it's sort of like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. You understand what I'm saying? And so... Jesus is anointed because he has an individual anointing, but he, as I said, he stood in all five of those ministry gifts. But now notice here in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And we know here when what Jesus said, reading from Isaiah, that he was anointed to do all of these things. Yet uh, Peter doesn't specify all of them here. He mentions about the healing part. And so he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. There is a healing anointing. There is a healing anointing. Now you see we read from our text here from Isaiah that it's the anointing that destroys or breaks the yoke. Well, in this particular case, then, we would be talking about the yoke of sickness. Sickness is like a yoke upon you, isn't it? Holds you in bondage. You notice Jesus said, He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. Well, that has a, a multifold meaning, more than one meaning. See, people are spiritually captives, and, and if you've ever been sick and bound, you're, you're captive to sickness and disease. But thank God there's deliverance. There is deliverance. And so Jesus is anointed to minister. Well, Jesus said, I've been teaching to our second year class from John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, the 11th and 12th verses, where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I said, You, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And so if we're going to do the works of Jesus, this is only part of them. Now, this isn't all of them. But we'll have to have the same anointing or else we wouldn't do them. Now, uh, we need to then study very carefully, very carefully, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is ministering under the anointing, isn't he? How does the anointing work? What makes the anointing work? Does it always work? What will keep it from working? See? And so it is interesting to read various scriptures concerning the anointing, or it's called both anointing and power. It's also called spirit. See, the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me. Then we read here, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. See, Jesus returned, we read, in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and they went a fame of him abroad. Then he read, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me. So then anointing, Spirit, and power would be synonymous terms. Wouldn't they? I said, wouldn't they? Well, then, let, let, let's notice some scripture. Uh, first of all, let's turn back for just a moment and 
then we'll go into more detail about it. But let's turn back to the fifth chapter of Mark. One of my favorites. I've preached on many, many, many times. Concerning the woman who touched his garment and was healed. A certain woman, Mark 5, 25. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself, now the King James translation said, that virtue had gone out of him. That's a little misleading. He's not anointed with virtue, he's anointed with power. Are you listening to me? Of course, the King James translation is translated over 400 years ago, you see. Well, actually, most reference, even King James translations, you'll notice either a little letter or a little number by the word virtue, and you look in the margin of many of them, and it'll tell you, the, it says GR, that means Greek, and that's the New Testament is really written in Greek, and it says power. Or some of them, for instance, it says, you look in the margin, it says dynamon. In other words, uh, this is the uh, Greek word uh, that's translated power all through the New Testament, dynamon, D-Y-N-A-M-I-N, dynamon. It's the same word, you see, in the Greek, it's the same word that we get our, our word in the English, the word dynamite from. That's it derives from that. Well, if when you think of dynamite, you think of power, don't you? Amen. I said, don't you? Amen. Amen. You automatically think of power. And so the word, the Greek word dynamon is translated power all through, even the King James New Testament. But if you're reading another translation, you'll find that all other translations, virtually all of them, will translate it that way because it's correct that there went power. But then you wouldn't have to do either one of them. All you'd have to do is read the King James and you'll know what this virtue is. It's power. Because Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. And then he lists all these things that he's anointed me to do. One of them is to heal, he said. Then Peter said, King James translation, Peter said, Acts 10, 30, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing. So there he says it's power, doesn't he? See? Well, then he immediately knew that power had gone out of him. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that what? Power had gone out of him. Well, what is his power? It's power he's anointed with. Not power that's his because he's the son of God. It's power that God anointed him with, to minister with. And so he turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
But right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The classic slimline book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Praying to Get Results. A single CD from Kenneth Hagan, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen, and his book entitled Expect. Craig Hagan's single CD, Just Believe. And lastly, two single CDs by Denise Burns, Being Transparent with God in Prayer, and Whose Voice Are You Listening To? All these resources are for the special price of $20.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. We have lights on. Yes, Christmas is just right around the corner. And on Wednesday, November 21st, uh, we have our lights on ceremony. It's a great time. If you live in the Tulsa Broken Arrow area or around, come on out beginning about 6 p.m. and the lights will be turned on by 6.30. And if you don't know, we actually have 2 million Christmas lights it's amazing. Over the Christmas season. And so if you live in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, I mean, Tulsa area here in Oklahoma or anywhere nearby, you know, you need to come by. In fact, the lights will be on from the 21st all the way through January the 1st. Every evening, wonderful time. In fact, if you download the Rama USA app, there's going to be some coupons there for concessions. And you can save money on concessions as well. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on the Healing Anointing Volume 1. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rema.org for The Healing Anointing, Volume 2. Thanks for listening to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.